Hey, 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 welcome back. It is it is time for Book of Experts TV. That's, this is our Masterclass Monday. So we're gonna be live streaming for this next hour, talking about how to fall in love with sales. Yes, sales, you know those things, you want more sales in your business. Some of you out there are saying, I already love sales. When they come to me, that's great when we're getting sales flowing into the business. But some of you may not feel that same way. Some of you have a love-hate relationship with sales. So that's what we're going to be talking about. How do you get better? How do you increase prices and increase your conversions at the same time? Why do people buy? What are some of the different reasons of what's going actually going on in the mind of the buyer when you're talking to them? How do you get better? And do you know when a sale should have closed? Do you know why, why that sale might not have closed? So all these topics we're going to be talking about on today's masterclass. And I'm going to bring in our guest today. I have my partner at Book of Experts and sales guru, author of two different books on sales, but most importantly, what we're talking about today, someone who hated sales, but now loves it and enjoys it and mm -hmm. is making hay in the sales space. Caitlin Domner, welcome to sales, uh, to Book of Experts TV. So excited to jump into this today. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, so we, we th I have to tell you, this topic, really this masterclass was born out of questions that we've been getting because this is at the root of what's going on with with all the experts out there expert-based entrepreneurs so agency owners speakers authors uh b2b service providers um these are folks that are doing the good work and sometimes sales feels like it it's that process is in between them and what they're the impact that they can make in the world so we get a lot of different questions I want to start with your background, Caitlin, because mm -hmm. uh, yes, I know you've written a couple books on this subject, but you you honestly didn't like sales. This was this was a real put off to you for a while, and you've changed the relationship. What was going on? How did that happen? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, the biggest thing I hear of people who struggle in sales is sales feels sleazy, sales feels icky, sales feels pushy or manipulative. And we have all of these associations with the word sales and with selling. I've heard people who are like, I don't sell. I've just given up selling. Now I'm just enrollment. And they try to find different words for it. And my mind is don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? So the biggest thing that took me from hating sales, having a fear of the telephone, to last year closing two and a half million dollars personally in coaching services. We've generated over $10 million in new revenue for our clients uh, through sales teams and the processes that we've put in place for our clients. And the biggest thing for me started with my heart, right? A lot of people think, oh, it's mindset. But for me, it was heart set. I had to shift how I felt about sales. And for me, that shift happened when I really decided that sales is an act of love and service. A lot of heart-based entrepreneurs think that they have to sell so that they can start creating transformation in their clients' lives. Well, I just need to collect the credit card so that I can get into the real work. And I would strongly encourage you to view the sales conversation as the moment of transformation right? Decisions determine destiny. The decision is made on a sales call. So this time, this one hour or 90 minutes, that 30 minutes, whatever time you are spending with your client, this is sacred time. When you are allowing them to open up on a deeper level than they probably have with anybody else in their life, you are seeing their highest vision and their deepest fears in a way that they do not feel comfortable sharing with anybody else. So when you are a salesperson, I really want you to think of this as a sacred experience where that window is your opportunity to love them and serve them at the highest level. 
And that really is important because when you're on a sales conversation, if your objective is to close the deal, even if you're a really good salesperson, your conversion rate is 30, 50, I've heard as high as 80% conversion rates. But that still means that you're striking out sometimes. You're still losing sometimes. And even for those of us who love sales, usually those of us who love sales are highly competitive people. So this belief that you can win or you can lose is extremely stressful and it makes sales emotionally grueling. But instead, if you shift it and say, my only objective on this call is to love and serve this person at the highest possible level, then you are guaranteed to win every single sales conversation. I wanna repeat that, you can win every single sales conversation because your objective is to love and serve them that is entirely in your own control. There is nothing that they can say or do, they can cuss you out, they can hang up the phone, but if you are in line with your attention, there's nothing they can do to take that away from you. Then everything else is just icing on the cake. Then the 30% of the time that you actually close a deal, fantastic. But what you're doing is you're positioning yourself as I'm here to love and serve. And if that means fighting for them to make a decision, to change their decisions, to do something different, you're not fighting for your paycheck. You're not fighting for a commission. You're not fighting to keep your own business afloat. You're fighting for them. You're fighting for their future. You're fighting against their fears. You are their best advocate and you're helping them. You are on their side, helping them to overcome the stuff that's always kept them stuck. And now it's your opportunity to shift that for them in this moment of clarity. And that's why this is the moment of transformation. All right. So folks, there's a lot to unpack here. And I was teasing Caitlin before we jumped on. I said, I'm pretty sure that you're like, if I pull the string, I can just let you go on this topic of sales and you're going to run with it. Because mm -hmm. honestly, folks, these, I, listen, Caitlin and I are business partners in sales map and book of experts. This I've seen her at work with our clients. These are the same conversations, the information that folks are getting inside the paid programs as well. And that's the promise to you with today's masterclass. We're going to bring the goods. We've got an hour to live stream, but you also want to join us for the Q&A tables. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we've got a couple of questions that we actually want you to work on when you're thinking about your business and your sales process. We will be able to talk about that in the small groups. That's going to happen in the virtual event space. I put the link in the comments already. It's, it's at AirMeet. Uh, we've already got a group of folks that are there. And by the way, for you guys already in AirMeet, you can ask your questions in the chat there. I'm monitoring. I'll bring them over. I have a whole list of questions. If we're going to unlock this, this puppy, we're going to open it right up. Caitlin, one of the things that I loved about what you said, it sounds like, one, we have to prepare ourselves before the sales conversations. So we're entering with the right mindset. But I, what I think I heard you say, and I want you to break this down a little bit more, is mm -hmm that we're, we're actually, the sales conversation, we already started to engage with this person as if they are our next client because the mm -hmm. transformation is already starting. It's not sales and then they enroll into the program and you start your good work with them. It's beginning even before you pick up the phone, you jump on Zoom because you're getting ready for that transformation to happen. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, I think it's just committed to the other person's success no matter what whether they enroll with you, whether they don't enroll with you, if you're committed to that person's success, the worst case scenario is that you're building up your karmic debt, right? <laughs> so that's why when I get on calls, I love selling done for you solutions. That's my whole background is selling done for you solutions for myself personally, 
because it's the easiest. I just get to give all the goods, give everything out. You guys are going to see that today. Give everything out. And then if you're like, well, I really want to go deeper. I want more of this. Then I have ways that you can go deeper. Um, so for example, we will be doing a six week sales course. So I will literally be unpacking all of these principles for you, giving you my actual scripts, giving you my actual templates and role playing with you in real time. So if you are having objections, if you are getting stuck, you can bring it to me and we can actually co-create. How would you say this? Because a lot of you would say things differently than how I would say it. So a lot of people have told me like, Caitlin, you're the best closer you've ever met. And I don't, really always resonate with that because I don't think of it as closing. I'm like, I'm just here to show up and serve you at the highest possible level to strategize with you, to come up with the best solution. And I just had a sales call the other day where I was like, you know what? I don't actually know if I'm the best solution. So let me just give you everything that I'm thinking and all the different ways that I can serve you. And here's a great book that I would recommend based on what you've shared with me. And then at the end, they're like, this is amazing. I really need to hire you to come and train our team. So you never know, but usually if you're just willing to show up and serve and conversely own your value, right? So I all I do recognize that the th the work that we're doing is transformational. There's reasons I charge five, ten, twenty thousand dollars if you want to work with me, because I recognize that this crux, this issue right here, falling in love with sales, mastering your sales process. This is going to make you tens, hundreds, millions of dollars. Uh, it was tens and th hundreds of thousands, not <laughs> tens millions. Of if the, if the right, dream is big enough, right? And so this is the one piece, and I think it's so ironic. You mentioned my story, right? I did my master's degree in business administration, three years of graduate school, and not a single class on sales. And it's really clear to me that people don't understand that there are frameworks for this. And I had to sort of teach myself because. I didn't like the traditional sales models. It was very alpha male, win, lose, um, like always be closing mindset that just really felt awful to me. And so I've had to recreate everything based on what's worked. I've kind of used my businesses as laboratories to sort of test things out and say, this is what works, this is what doesn't. And then my brain just naturally soups frameworks. And so it really helps when you understand what's actually happening on a meta level, you don't have to go in and memorize specific phrases and use certain closing techniques. You're just wholly present and really in a place of service, but you know what's going on so that you can move them forward in a way that does get them to be your ideal clients, which I think was your original question. But the short answer to your question is yes, treat everybody as if they're your client and it's it will increase the likelihood that they will become your client. The so what, what I love here is I'm hearing uh, the approach going into it. Uh, we heard a little bit about your background and, and sort of, you know, I think this approach resonates uh, with our community at Book of Experts because we have a lot of subject matter experts who are not comfortable doing the traditional sales game, the swatting away the objections and, and trying to debate the person on the other side to make them feel small for even raising that objection, but more this approach of serve harder so that you mm -hmm. can make the sale easier because people are naturally enrolling themselves out of the conversation. They see that path forward. Sometimes mm -hmm. the most valuable thing we can do is help them see the unseen. I, I also wanna dig into, cause you brought up pricing. And yeah. specifically, I know that this is something that I've heard from you in, in client calls, talking with others about how to talk about pricing. And also this dynamic of being able to go up in your pricing and 
upping your conversions at the same time, which sounds mm -hmm. counterintuitive. So can you break that down for us? Yeah. So at the end of the day, a lot of people will tell me, well, my biggest objection is money. People just can't afford me. And I say, well, if they're telling you they can't afford you, what they're really saying is I don't feel the value because at the end of the day, money is simply a metaphor for value. So we have decided whether it's paper or ones and zeros, whatever it is, this is a trust exercise, a very crazy trust exercise that we all go into and we call it currency. But the way I think about it is money is if I like the word currency because it explains like that energetic flow, right? And money flows where value is created. So if you want to increase your prices and increase your conversion rate, the key is to increase the value. And this is the felt value. So what we recommend is go talk to your people, ask them, what do they want? What would become a dream come true? So very often entrepreneurs will start with this idea and they'll say, I've got this brilliant idea. I want to go make it. And they will spend weeks, months, even years creating the perfect thing. And then they bring it to market and it's crickets. I've done this enough time and I cringe every single time, but it always reminds me at the end of the day, you have to sell the thing first. And John Hitler spoke about this last week, right? You have to go sell the thing and then figure out how to fulfill it. So a lot of people will tell you like, go pursue your passions and that's gonna, money is gonna flow. I have mixed feelings about this. The way I think about it is it's like a Venn diagram. You will have your passions and your interests and the things that you are, are loving to do, your areas of unique brilliance. And the market also is there saying, we have specific wants and needs. And if you're too far in one or the other, you're gonna find that you're out of alignment. If you're too far away from the market wants and needs, even if you love it, that's when we call it a hobby, <laughs> right? If you're too far the other direction and you're so far not doing the things that you love, you're just providing what the market wants and needs, we call that a job, right? The beauty, the intersection of entrepreneurship is right in that center of that Venn diagram. Where can you find the things that you love that overlap with the things that the market needs? So you have to start with market research. You have to go talk to real human beings and ask them, what do you want and you need? So if you're a member of premium, premium member of Book of Experts, you get my sales survey. And this is what I encourage you if you wanna increase prices, if you wanna change your niche, if you wanna shift your packages in any sort of way, start here. Ask these 10 questions of your ideal prospects and it's very likely that you'll walk away with a sale because what you find is if you just ask people, what do you want and need, they're gonna tell you and then you say, okay, well, what price point would feel good for you? And they'll tell you. And then it's simply a matter of saying, okay, so if I provided this thing you said you wanted at this price point you said you could afford, would you be interested in signing up? And three times out of 10, they're gonna say sure, right? Even if they didn't show up on the call expecting to be sold to. And so this is where a lot of people overthink sales, in my opinion, which is it's gotta be this magical formula or this algebraic equation. And the answer is no, it's just listening. Can you listen to what people want and need and then you can sell it at any price point you want. So if you're thinking, I could never sell a $100,000 program, the question is, how do you create a million dollars worth of value? So a lot of people want to increase their prices because they feel like they're not getting paid enough. And I'm going to say kind of the uncomfortable hard thing, which is if you're not charging more or you're struggling to charge at the current price you, price you have, it's likely that you're out of alignment with the market's want and needs. So if you feel like you're working too hard and the market's not buying, what that tells me is that we need to go back to the drawing board and figure out 
what's your passion, your truth, and your and your love? What does the market want and need? And see if we can co-create a solution um, and restructure your packages a little bit. All right. So I, I love these words. I put this already in the comments. We, I shared it on Airmeet as well. How do you create a $100,000 program? You create a million dollars of value for the people that you're going to be serving in the end. So I, I love that perspective on things. I also want to step back for one second, just so folks understand what we're doing here. This is a masterclass that we're going to spend an hour here with Caitlin in total time talking to someone who has sold literally millions of dollars worth of products and services in different sales roles and now working with book of experts sales map so we're getting a chance to pick her brain this is not your traditional uh you know out of the can master class here's secret number one here's secret number two and it all sounds like marketing talk these are actual questions that we've been hearing from clients some of them submitted for today's session that will really help you get better at this sales process. And then afterwards, if you want to go a little bit deeper, join us in AirMeet. Again, I already put the link. Uh, that's our virtual event space. Come into AirMeet because we have tables there where we can actually talk and workshop a little bit what's going on in your sales process. If you want more than that, Kaylin has already talked about the six-week sales accelerator program that's coming up. Starts in what, another 10 days, two weeks, something like that? I don't have the exact mm -hmm. 20 seconds. So it's coming up. It's right around the corner. So if this is the year that you've been thinking, I need to get this sales game you know, in hand, I want to start playing this game to win. As she said, you can win every sales conversation if you restructure mm -hmm. the game in your favor. Yeah. That's all available to you. That's coming up. We can talk about that at the tables. But here for the masterclass, we want to break down the questions that you have. You can ask here in the comments. You can, same thing for you folks in Airme. You guys can ask. I'm watching it on that channel as well. Ask the real sticky questions. And one of the questions I want to challenge Caitlin on, because we've had these discussions back and forth, every buyer is not the same. I want to hear your perspective, Caitlin, because I know you have some strong feelings about how we prepare and make the best conversation with different types of buyers. <laughs> this is one of my favorite topics. I have a whole module in our sales accelerator just to buying personalities. Um, so it very frequently, and I think of this as love languages. So there are the, the love language, if you've studied Gary Chapman's love languages at all, you know that there's the love languages that you speak and the love languages that you hear. Similarly for buying, there are four buying personality types. Uh, the book is Why They Buy by Sherry Tree, C-H-E-R-I uh, Tree. I think it's whytheybuy.com. Love, love, love that book. Highly recommend you pick it up. It will transform how you think about sales, how you write your marketing copy. It's amazing. In a very short nutshell, <laughs> the acronym is BANK. So it's B is for blueprint, A is for action, N is for nurture, and K is for knowledge. And each one of them has core needs when they're making a decision pers like personality. So I tend to lead with action and knowledge. What's the bottom line? What's the return on investment? How quickly can I get results? Is this gonna create more freedom in, in my lifestyle? And then my knowledge wants all the facts, wants all the information, wants to know it, all the hows behind it, right? Um, I'm the sort of person, like if you gave me the box, I would be the person to open the box, even if I released all the world's ills, right? Like the curiosity component, I have to know. So I love those two. And that's, if you're going to sell me, I will tell you, just give me the facts, all the facts as quickly as you can so that I can make the best decision possible. But then if you're a blueprint, right, which I have a very low blueprint quotient, that's not naturally how I make decisions. 
But if I'm talking to a blueprint, a blueprint wants to know how is this going to make me safer? Is there a guarantee? What does this look like? What happens if it goes south, right? They want to know they're buying safety, security. So I have to speak in a very different language than is my natural tongue. I have to start thinking about, well, this is our four-step proven process. These are the guarantees that we have that you'll get results. Here's how we're taking care of making sure that you've, like, I'll usually talk to credibility. I've been doing this for X number of years. Um, so you'll sell to a blueprint differently than you would sell to an action. And then the fourth one, nurture. Um, I actually have created my backdrop to be a high nurture backdrop because you can tell a lot about a person now that we use Zoom very frequently. You can tell a lot about a person based on what they put behind them. So the nurturing personalities, they want relationship. They want ethics. They want to know that you're a person of integrity, that you're going to be taking care of them, that you care about them as an individual. And they tend to reflect that with pretty things, <laughs> color, flowers, things like that. So it's just, it's such a fascinating, so that's why I dive into it for a full 90 minutes uh, in the sales accelerator, because it really, it can change everything. You don't have to guess. You can either look and listen and figure out what they need, or you can simply ask questions. And this is something that I think a lot of people don't understand is people are happy to tell you how they make decisions if you're brave enough to ask them, how do you make decisions? Um, and so it's it gets asked a lot more in like B2B circles where they think, oh, there's a structured decision-making process. But in the B2C world also, there needs there's a process. It's usually an internal process. They may not have it as a conscious process, but usually based on what they need to know or what they need to feel or experience before making a decision is usually based on their buying personality. All right. So when first of all, I want to tell folks out there, I'm not actually in a hostage video. Caitlin scared me a little bit when she started talking about backgrounds because you can see it's all white behind me. What I'm trying to communicate here is I'm actually a blank slate. I'm just open for you guys to ask your questions so I can feed these to Caitlin in, in all seriousness. I just assume you're in heaven, Tobin. That's <laughs> yes. it. You're just... <laughs> yes. Uh, long story. We won't. We won't get into all the all the background story. But I I do think that it's interesting to uh, you know when people are preparing psychologically preparing themselves for this conversation and to serve at that highest level, thinking about the person who's going to be on the other side, because probably I imagine the biggest mistake we can make is to get wrapped up in ourselves heading into that sales conversation. Mm hmm. Yeah, the biggest thing I, I tell you is like, I kind of think this about life, but ego is always the enemy, right? And it's there to keep you safe, but it is not very helpful outside of caveman situations, right? So we have this natural, and I'm going to say instinctual, because I actually do think it's embedded in our DNA. It is in our pituitary gland. Like there are biological fears of rejection and criticism and things like that. So it's just recognizing that you're going into a sales conversation and you are safe, right? And the, the best thing that you can do is ground yourself emotionally, spiritually, energetically, whatever your process is, but ground yourself in the belief that you can't lose, right? Um, Mandela had this great quote, like, either I win or I learn, right? Um, and I, I love that idea. And there's another one by Florence Shin that I use a lot, which is, you can't win a sale that's not yours by divine right. You can't lose a sale that is yours by divine right. So 
this this trust that you are taken care of by the universe even if you don't know how you're going to pay your paychecks on friday even if you don't know how you're going to pay rent on friday right you have to be grounded in this sense of safety and abundance that you are fine everything is okay this sale is not going to make or break you and you have to show up with that attitude because if your ego is whispering to you in the background while you're on the sales call, like we have to make the sale, we have to get this commission check, we have to do this, right? If there's any have to, shoulds, like all of that garbage that gets between our ears, you're gonna sabotage. You may not even realize you're sabotaging, but people can smell, <laughs> even through Zoom, we can smell like scarcity and fear and lack, right? And that's not what we want to buy from. We want to buy from somebody who's in a better position than us, who does have the solution, who can offer hope, right? Who can offer a plan. Um, and that's what we're looking for when we come into any sales conversation. Um, so yes, think of yourself as a window. You want to be as transparent as possible so that your prospect can see through you to the future that they desire. Because all sales really boils down to vision and fear. What do they want versus what do they, what are they afraid of, right? So there's this great scene from uh, uh, Tom Cruise's movie, Night and Day. I think it's with Cameron Diaz. It's like this rom-com action movie. The whole point, like that scene is he's like, your chances of survival with me are here. Without me, they're here. With me, without me. And that's an entire sales conversation in 30 seconds, right? Is your chances of getting to where you want to go with me are here. Your chances of getting to there without me are here. And you, the, the wider you can make that gap, the more profitable your business. It sounds like the most important sale that we're ever going to make, and we have to make it each day when we is is with ourselves in how oh, we're yeah. showing up, the energy that we bring, and our op, our ability to become that window that you described that allows them to see that bigger, brighter version of themselves that maybe they're questioning even even themselves. They're not sure if they can reach it or not, but we can help them see that, which means they can start to create that future as well. A hundred percent. So uh, I want to take a break here for one second. So uh, if you are catching us on, let's see, if you're, it could be LinkedIn, it could be Facebook, you could be seeing us on Twitter or Periscope or YouTube. If you're watching us on one of the social media channels, uh, you actually want to jump over into AirMeet. That link is in the comments. I put it there. But here's why. Uh, at the top of the hour, we're actually going to switch over. We're going to do Q&A tables for a short time. You'll have an opportunity to think about your business, where you are in the sales process. Caitlin's got a couple questions that we'll be workshopping. She'll be jumping from table to table so you guys get a chance to ask her directly. And then right afterwards, one of the things we love to do on Monday evenings is do our networking within, within our community. So meet the experts, not only the ones that are here presenting tonight, but also the experts who are in the audience all different matter of subject matter experts, coaches, consultants, uh, you name it. They're bringing their uh, genius, their skill set to the table, and you're going to meet some great people. And so the speed networking facilitates that process because we actually match you up in one-to-one -one conversations. It looks a little bit like this.
Yeah, so that's actually uh, what we're going to be doing next. We're going to do the Q&A tables. We'll do, we'll do the uh, speed networking. We'd love for you to join us. Uh, let's get back into the topic at hand, which is sales, making sales happen, having fun with the sales process. Um, Caitlin, you, it wasn't always fun when you got started with this thing. Like, yes, you've, it sounds like you've done a lot of training of yourself. It wasn't part of your uh, graduate education in the MBA. How do you make it fun for yourself on a day-to-day -day basis? What are, you, what are you actually doing to prepare you? What do you, you do to prepare yourself for these sales calls? That's a really fun question. And I, there's a lot of components and I'm sure everybody has a different tactic on it. For me, it's, it's sort of just how I do life, <laughs> right? So your whole life should be keeping you in that zone of delight and curiosity and creativity. Um, so for us, it looks like starting our morning with meditation, hopefully some exercise, um, and then getting the kids out the door. But there's there's also music that we usually are plasting in the mornings. So how you start your day, I really feel like is an indicator of how the day is going to go. Uh, if you haven't read Miracle Morning by Hal Elrond, that's where he's making his argument. He has a very rigorous seven point solution for how to start your mornings. But I would say find the things that work for you. And the other thing is sometimes you need that in between sales conversations. So when I was doing six sales conversations a day and one goes south and you start beating up on yourself because it's a natural instinct, like, oh, I should have said this or, oh, I shouldn't have mentioned that or whatever it is that you're telling yourself, you're shooting all over yourself. Um, then it's making sure that you have a clearing activity. So I have a resistance clearing worksheet that I use, basically helping me to process emotions from fear back up into faith. Um, it's like a journaling prompt. I have just favorite songs. So I've created an inspiration playlist on Spotify that allows me to kind of rock out to songs that lyrics have been approved as a positive and uplifting. Glorious by Macklemore is fantastic. Um, I Was Here by Beyonce when it's been a really bad day. Uh, Taylor Swift's like, just shake it off uh, is fantastic. So it's also really important to move your body. So a lot of people don't understand that energy kind of pools in your body. And if, if you're moving your body, you're shifting the energy. So um, what's her name? I think her name, her last name is Cuddy, but she did this whole TED talk on body posture and like, oh, yeah, Amy, Amy Cuddy. Yeah, Amy Cuddy. Yes. So yeah absolutely watch that TED talk, which is like, if you just stand in like a power position or like Superman or Wonder Woman or whatever that position is, or even just kicking back and putting your legs up on the, the desk, right? For two minutes, you can literally shift your hormonal state, the cortisol levels, the dopamine levels, right? You can shift your biological physiology, which is going to naturally and inevitably affect your psychology. So making sure that you have these rituals for A, being aware of how you're showing up, uh, owning the fact that you are completely in control of this experience, may not the circumstance, but always the experience of the circumstance, always the decision in the circumstance, the attitude towards the response, right? This is all within our control. So having a really clear delineator between what is and is not inside of your control and fully owning what is in your control and then a recourse, a ritual, a, a solution that you use to shift that energy very intentionally to get you back into that peak state where your mind is on board, your heart is on board, and you're really setting down to like love and serve. And that's the biggest thing is I genuinely believe that if I could get to know somebody deep enough, 
I would fall in love with every person on this planet. Not everybody agrees with me, um, but it is pretty interesting. They've shown like if you just spend two hours staring into somebody's eyes, you're going to feel like you're in love with them. It's just it's a very strange response. But I believe it's because we are miraculous, divine creatures walking around in meat bag sacks. Like it's a very weird experience that we're going through. But if you can get to know somebody on the deepest possible level, it's why I hate small talk and I am a terrible person to have at parties because I will like sit down with one person and like, well, what are your feelings about like Ayn Rand and like the division between like freedom versus like, it's just, I want to talk about the stuff that actually matters. I do not talk about weather particularly effectively, but knowing that that's my proclivity, I can take that into my sales conversations and I can say, and use an upfront contract. We're going to talk about upfront contracts in the accelerator. You are setting the frame for the call. So if you know that you love to go deep with people, tell them you're going to go deep with them, <laughs> right? So on this call, we're going to go deep on your business. We're going to do this, this, and this. And then at the end, if it feels like we can serve you and you'd like to learn more about that, I'd love to go into that and invite you to work with me. How does that sound? Sounds good. Okay, great. Um, and this is kind of a tangent, but earlier I was talking about like, I just give the goods and then I sell a done for you solution on the back end. A lot of you guys are giving the goods and then not get selling the goods. So I was I was talking to one of our clients and she is an emotional freedom technique expert. And so for people who haven't experienced that, she wants them to experience that. So if you are in a field where experience is sort of necessary to make a decision, you're in a highly individualized coaching sort of experience, then what I recommended to her, and I just wanna bring up for because it's a loose end that I wanna tie up from earlier in the conversation, is that you can like set the parameters and you have the sales call and the discovery call kind of pushed together. And we haven't really talked about engagement, education, and enrollment. So Tobin, remind me to come back to that. Like there are three parts to a sales conversation. You have to know where you are in the journey. Otherwise you're going to flub it, right? But in that discovery call, you can get to know their goals, motivation, challenges, pain, say, okay, I think I can support you. This is what it looks like. Uh, my package, if you decide to work with me, is $1,500. It's a three-month experience. What I'd love to do is have schedule our first call, and I will take you through this process. At the end of that call, if you decide that you want to go further with me, I will send you the invoice, and we'll get started. If you decide that this isn't for you, that will just be my gift, and you, it's free of charge. Um, so you can kind of set the the parameters of what's going to happen. And then they can say, oh my gosh, I would never pay $1,500 in a million years. Absolutely. Most people have enough integrity that if they know that's the price tag and they know that that's what they're getting into and they know that that's the, the rules of the game that they're about to play, very few people will take you up on a free offer with no intention of buying, right? So you can kind of set the rules of the game and own the frame, um, I, I just started pitch anything uh, to open. So that whole like own the frame and you own the game, like this is critical. So you have to kind of understand how you're creating framing around the setup of the call, the positioning of the offer. Uh, and even when you're overcoming objections, reframing is the number one strategy that I'm going to teach you for overcoming objections. So we're getting great comments in, in the group, uh, particularly, I, I want to show you one of these. So Sure. Uh, Tina, Tina actually said, I hope the recording will be shared. Yes, actually the recording, not only just for paid members, but this is also on our, wherever you're watching this on social media channels, 
you can find it there. So for example, our Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash book of experts. The replays of the live stream will be there for folks as well. So you can always catch the replays. What you will miss out on though, would be the networking, the Q and A tables, all the fun stuff that we're gonna do inside of AirMeet. Uh, so mm -hmm. we're, ge we're getting some great comments and you know, folks talking about Ayn Rand, uh, talking about uh, how Elrod, the Miracle Morning, uh, you know, a lot of conversation going on there. I want to bring you back to the three stages that you just referenced. Mm -hmm. We can talk about that a little bit more. And I also know you have the three coins. Folks, you want to get your mm -hmm. pencils out on this one. Uh, if, if you're taking notes, well, you've got, a, you've got, you know, this, we just opened up the spigot for you. So be ready in the next, <laughs> you know, 10 or 15 minutes. But think about uh, what Caitlin is going to be sharing here with the three stages of the sales process and the three coins in the sales conversation. Yeah. So a lot of people beat themselves up because they have a low conversion rate. And then I will ask them, well, okay, tell me about your sales process. And what they are telling me is that they're on discovery calls and they're frustrated that they're only closing at 10%. And I'm like, ah, it's, it's because you're on a discovery call. So when you think about a sale, you can't think of, well, we think about it from what our side of things, but really every sales process is designed with the buyer experience in mind. So what does your buyer need to understand, consume, experience in order for them to make the best decision for themselves. And then you create your sales process around that. So we've kind of decided that there's the engagement step, the education step, and then the enrollment step. And if you are in the engagement step and you're wondering why you're not closing them, it's because you're in the wrong part of the buying journey. So you need to start where they're starting, which is I'm going to raise my hand. So generally engagement is the realm of marketing. I think of this as a continuous sales spectrum from completely cold to sending you referrals, right? There's this spectrum of sales and, and some of it we call marketing and some of it we call sales. But the engagement step is just how do you get people to raise their hand? How do you get them to say, yes, I'd like to learn more. Um, and so that's the first step. Then we're doing this education step. And this is where you're educating them on you and your value. And you're being educated on them and their qualifications of whether or not they're actually in a place where they can buy. So statistically speaking, only 3% of the population, your population is ever ready to pull the trigger in this moment right now. But that doesn't mean that the rest of them aren't willing to buy from you. Something There's probably also a 3% that will never buy anything from you ever. But the rest of it is in that bell curve of readiness. And so your job is just to understand and match their level of readiness with your level of support. So the education step is where you're figuring out, are they pull the trigger now, hours or are they, I'm going to think about this for another 12 years and I'll get back to you. So the education step may take 24 hours. It might take 24 minutes. It might take 24 months, right? So you can kind of get a sense for how long your education step is. The enrollment step begins when they, you have said, would you like to learn more about our programs? <laughs> and they have said, yes. Right. So they'd like to learn more about what you do is moving them from engagement into education. Yes, I'd be interested in learning more about buying from you. Now we're moving them into the enrollment conversation. Inside of the enrollment conversation, there are six core elements that happen in every sales conversation, whether you're B2C or B2B. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're selling. These are the four components that need to be understood if you're going to make a sale. 
And I've broken them down into three key, three coins because there's a front and a back to each of the coins. And I think it's just easier to remember. So you're gonna put three coins in your pocket today. The first coin is the desire coin. And the desire coin has goals on one side. Their goal is what do they want? So you can just write down a question, what do you want? The flip side of the goal coin, the desire coin is the motivations. Why do you want this? Why does this matter? Why is that important to you? However, you ask the why question. So what do you want? Why do you want it? So that's the desire coin. That's the first one, the front and back of the desire coin. The second coin is the dilemma coin. So the front side of the dilemma coin is the challenge. What's keeping you from achieving that goal? Why haven't you done this already? Right. And so this is critical because <laughs> this is what you're solving. Um, this is the gap, right? So you have to identify the gap. Um, my kids love this movie called Robots and the entrepreneurial robot says, see a need, fill a need, right? That is your entrepreneurial motto is find the need and fill it profitably, if at all possible. The flip side of the dilemma coin is pain. And this, I can already feel some of you guys cringing because you're like, I don't like to sell using pain. And I totally get you, but it's necessary. I'll tell you why. So pain is just what is it costing you from, like, what is it costing you to not solve this problem? Now, pain, if you're a very heart-centered entrepreneur, which is obviously the people that we speak to and that we serve, can feel, this is where it starts feeling icky. Like, I don't want to manipulate people. But here's the problem. You are not causing pain by asking questions about pain. The doctor is not causing pain by asking questions. He's diagnosing, right? So if the doctor pokes you and it hurts, the doctor did not hurt you. The doctor was simply bringing your awareness to the pain so that you could give him the information he needed so that he could make the right possible recommendation. So a lot of your clients, if you if they are in chronic pain, I don't know if you've studied chronic pain, but the interesting thing about your body when I had chronic back pain after pregnancy is it was like a 10 when I started, but your body for survival reasons has learned to numb that experience of pain because pain is always a brain problem, right? Um, and so your brain starts numbing it. So even though the experience of the back being out of alignment or whatever that was pinched nerve or whatever, that didn't change. But my brain just decided we've got to numb this thing. So by the end, it was like a seven. What's your pain scale? Eh, it's like a seven, right? Not because anything changed, not because I was getting better, but simply because my brain was adapting. So a lot of your clients have been in chronic pain for long enough that they have adapted and they think that this is normal. And I'm going to start tearing up because this is why sales matters, guys. This is not normal, right? This belief that you're stuck, that you're trapped, that you're in, in agony, right? This is not normal. This is not what you were designed to do. This is not why you came on the planet, right? But unless they are willing to acknowledge the pain, they are not going to choose a solution because here's the fundamental thing is that Change is hard. Change is scary, right? The devil you know is better than the devil you don't. There are tons of idioms in our language that explains, and it's because the, the 
the pain of staying still, if you want them to move, the pain of staying still has to be greater than the fear of moving forward. Let me write that down because it's totally worth tweeting. The pain of standing still has to be greater than the fear of moving forward. And so Les Brown tells this story beautifully where he was walking by his neighbor's porch and the dog's laying on the porch moaning and howling. And he's like, he asks his neighbor, what's wrong with your dog? It's like, eh, he's laying on a nail. And Les is like, well, why doesn't he get up off the nail? And he's like, eh, doesn't hurt enough, right? So if you do not have the courage to face your own distaste for pain, because that's all this is, it's your ego saying, I don't like pain, I don't like pain. If you can't get over that and do the job that you need to do to serve your clients at the highest level and help them acknowledge the pain of their current situation, you are not going to get them to move. And this is critical. So you have to know what is it costing you to not fix this problem? Now, I will be completely honest. I don't spend a lot of time on pain. I sell through vision because I can always see a bigger vision for you than you can see for yourself. You tell me you want to make a million dollars, I'll show you how you can make 10, right? So that's my personal strength. But anytime that I ignore the pain side of the dilemma coin, I kill my own conversion rate. So don't neglect that. Kaylin, give us the three coins one more time because we've got a, a lot of chatter about this. We've got uh, folks putting their notes in the in the comments <laughs> as well. Give us the three coins, and then I want to talk. We'll talk about a couple questions that we're going to challenge uh, folks at the Q and A tables to talk about because sure. we're coming up. We're ten minutes, you know, thirteen minutes out of the top of the hour where we're going to be doing the Q and A tables. Uh, you'll have a chance to talk with Caitlin there, hear uh, feedback on your questions. We'll we'll ask those questions in just a moment, but quickly, very quickly, if you would go over the three coins so we can make sure everyone gets that right. Yeah, Stick I them totally in their pocket them. and walk away with them. <laughs> okay, so the first coin was desire, goals and motivation. What do you want? Why do you want it? The second coin was dilemma, challenges and pain. What's what's keeping you stuck and what's it costing you to not fix that problem? The third one, which I didn't touch on, so thank you for bringing me back to it, was um decisions I'm like it's a d decision making right so this is where we have to understand what is their desired solution that's one side of the coin what do you what do you think is going to fix this what do they think they want whether or not it's actually going to solve the problem what is their desired solution what is their preferred outcome and then constraints is the flip side of the decision coin so solution and constraints constraints may be time budget but this is where you're understanding what are the parameters in which the solution has to fit in order for this to be a successful match of puzzle pieces. So this, these three coins are really the framework that you can walk through your enrollment conversation with folks, yep. making sure that you're, you've got that tension of where they want to go versus where they're at and figure mm -hmm. out what are they going to do to get there? Are they ready to make that decision? Are they ready to make that commitment? Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk these question, about these questions. So uh, we've got two for you. Um, okay. Again, we want you to think about where are you at? What is flowing in your sales process now? Or when, when you think about these three stages, the, the engage, the educate, and the enrollment stages of your sales process, what is flowing easily? And maybe 
what is not what is where you maybe you're feeling stuck in one area but we'd like to understand a little bit more about your questions and how they fall into those three categories and then the other question and this will be a, i can't wait to hear some of the answers on this one what is your favorite sales question that you love to ask when you're ready to bring in that ideal that right fit client into your business you're excited they're excited you know this is going to be transformational. What are the questions that are being asked in that conversation? So you'll have a chance to share that in just a moment. When we get to the Q&A tables, again, well, that's about 10 minutes out. Caitlin, let's put a big bow on this conversation, this masterclass conversation about how to fall in love in sales. Bring us all the way back around. What do people need to know so they can come have fun with us at the Q&A tables and then the networking? I don't know how to answer this question, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> give me better prompting. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> All right. So, so give us a wrap up. We we're, we're coming down into our last 10 minutes. So oh, like what, what, what I really, yeah. What, sales? yeah. About the sales, about this topic, uh, because we're going to be transitioning into the Q and a table. So I want to really for the live stream, for some people who are just catching the live stream, or maybe even the replay of this, if they're watching book of experts.tv and they're seeing that there, what do they need to know and carry away from this conversation about how to fall in love with sales? So I think the key to falling in love with sales is falling in love with every person that you're getting on a conversation with, no matter where they are in the pipeline. If you're engaging them, if you're educating them, if you're enrolling them, you have to start the falling in love process with a person, right? And then that will allow you to fall in love with the process. Um, and then for us, like, I, I don't believe you ever master this, right? I invest a lot of money in improving my sales game, right? I'm constantly investing in coaches, listening to their enrollments, getting their scripts, I'm constantly trying to figure out how can I hone this just by one degree, two degrees, three degrees, because I understand that the one degree difference that I make here played out over the lifespan of my entrepreneurial lifetime is the difference in millions, right? The dollar you put in your bank account 20 years ago is going to be so much more valuable than the dollar you put in your bank account today. And then this today's dollar is so much more valuable than the dollar you put in 20, 20 years from now. Investing in yourself, investing in mastering this process is the most valuable investment in yourself that you can ever make. Um, because this is the only skill that is ever guaranteed to make money, right? Learning sales, the skill set of selling is the only skill that is guaranteed to make money. So if you have ever been worried about money, and that for me, like to wrap it full circle, the fear and the hatred of sales was directly tied or the hatred of sales was directly tied to the fear of money scarcity. Now that I know how to sell, I have written my own check for my future. I have no fear about making money. Like my worst case scenario is I have to go sell stuff, right? But I am never afraid of being unemployed. I'm never afraid of being out of money. I'm never afraid that I won't be able to afford something, right? This is the equivalent of cavemen learning how to hunt uh, 10,000 years ago. Right. If you know how to sell, you will never have to be worried about money ever again. Yeah, I, I love this. And I don't think that we can underline or understate this message tonight because, you know, never go hungry again. We're in this world. Things are changing around us. Some folks have because of the pandemic and other stuff may have found themselves in new circumstances that they've never seen before. But this is the master skill set there will always be opportunity around this because you're generating, you're creating your opportunities. You're not waiting for someone else to choose you. So I, re I really love this. I want to bring up on the screen, I think you'll appreciate this. So Jason Van Orden in, in our group said, 
Ah, the three coins. There's been a lot of chatter back and forth. He said, this would make an awesome diagram. What do you think about this, Caitlin? I know you've been thinking about diagrams lately. If you don't have one already, we might want to carry the three coins forward into a visual that I think that's, that's Jason, thank smart. you for that feedback. We, we love this. So uh, any last thoughts to wrap up before we make this transition? Uh, while you're doing that, I will grab the link one more time because I know some of you out there, you may be catching us through the multi-stream, through different social media. We want, listen, we're trying to reach new people. If you haven't heard of us before, if you haven't come and played with us in the networking space, that's why we're sharing it through the multi-stream. But what we're really excited to do is now go talk with folks, go talk with the experts at the Q&A tables. Uh, Caitlin will be joining us there. We've already shared with you two questions, guys. All right, I want you to start jotting down your notes. Think about your sales process. The What's engage. working well? And what's your favorite sales question? Like, Perfect. I'm so curious to hear about those. Yes, we want to hear your answers to those questions. That's what we'll be chatting about the, at the Q&A tables. That's coming up in the last uh, last couple of minutes here. Uh, any last thoughts, Caitlin, before we wrap up? No, if you guys are interested in going deeper with me, I would love it if you would reach out. Caitlin at bookofexperts.com. Happy to talk to you about what we're doing here in Book of Experts, why we think this is the most important thing we'll ever do in our lifetimes, why we want you to be on board and the information about what it looks like to do the sales accelerator with us. It's gonna be game changing. Super, so uh, oh, we've got some a couple comments coming in. Um, so, uh, hey guys, we're excited to join you on the Q&A tables. That is coming up here in just a moment. Uh, Caitlin, we will see you there in, uh, in minutes. And uh, excited, glad you could join us for this masterclass. Appreciate you taking the time to go a little bit deeper. The six-week sales accelerator, that's coming up for folks who really want to take the deep dive, learn, and make this a completely different year for yourself. 2021 becomes your launching pad because you have this capability to go make sales happen, to never go hungry again, to know that you can always write your own check. That's pretty exciting. I think I want to hear more about that. See you guys at the Q&A tables.